Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, Ministry of Greater Works Christian Church, right here in beautiful Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos. Here, I will discuss theology, doctrine, politics, social and cultural issues, pretty much anything I feel like talking about. But basically, I flip tables. Please remember to download each episode. That's very important. Download each episode. Hold on tight. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Ladies and gentlemen, I just finished editing and posting my last podcast where we're dealing with the um, East Palestine train derailment and chemical spill and the bismal, terrible, is it bismal or dismal? Dismal, dismal response from our government, um, Biden and his administration, especially Pete Buttigieg. I think that's how you say his name. Either way, it doesn't matter to me because he's insignificant in many ways. He just anger, he's he's an issue and a problem because he holds a, an important position, Secretary of, of Transportation of the Department of Transportation, and he's been failing to do his job. All right, and and as I keep pointing out again, re- wherever you're at with the whole hom- uh, with homosexuality and everything, I'm not, at least in this podcast, trying to say I'm for it or against it. What I am against, what I'm completely against, him or anybody else that is given a job, and it doesn't matter who it is or what job it is, but given a job. And then spends most more of his time pushing a personal agenda and a lifestyle more than doing his job. And as I point out, this Pete Buttigieg, most everybody knows him as the homosexual. Everybody knows him that he's married to a man. Everybody knows that he uh, has adopted uh, two, I believe it's two children. And everybody has seen the pictures of him and his uh, husband, wife, wife, husband, sitting on a couch or on a bed or something like that while he has this prosthetic um, um, chest on um, breasts that he's feeding his infant children with. Everybody knows that, but, um, you know, nobody knows what he's doing actually on the job. And that brings me to this. There's actually two articles I want to read. And if I need to do two uh, episodes for this, I will. Uh, I just want to read these kind of in order because these two articles were published on the same day from uh, Fox News. Again, I I, I uh, said in my previous podcast about the Fox News thing, and I, I find it funny. That's why I had it, went ahead and used these particular articles because there's so many people that just, you know, they're just one of those Fox News junkie guys. You've been brainwashed. I never really watch uh, Fox News really at all unless it's somewhere that I'm, you know, hanging out at like a waiting room or something in that nature. Um, but I did purposely go to Fox News on, on the web, their website, to find these articles just because people say that about me. So it's like, hey, if they, if they said I was a CNN junkie, I probably would have went there. So anyways, these two articles, uh, eventually I'm going to read both of them, hopefully in this one podcast if I have enough time. But um, the first one that I'm going to read to you was actually published February 23rd so today's the 27th uh four days ago so it was published four days ago at 906 a.m eastern standard time now the reason i'm telling you this is you'll see that this is important to understand and it was published from fox news chris pandolfo 
hopefully I'm saying that correctly, at again, four days ago, nine in the morning. And then the second article was published same day, February 23rd, at 1.37 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So 9, 10, 11, 12, 1. So about four hours, a little over four hours, four and a half hours later, this second uh, article is published. Now, who who did this? Fred? Uh, oh, it was the same guy, Chris Pandolfo. Huh, interesting. Uh, anyways, um, let me so let me read the one that was published first at 9.06 a.m. on the 23rd of February. It says, Budigig, brief on scene, transportation department personnel amid sharp criticism over response to Ohio train derailment. So I guess what this is about is Budigig uh, being briefed on scene. So I guess he shows up, finally shows up. Oh, yeah. There's the, there's the title of it. The title is Budigig Visits Ohio Train Derailment Site 20 Days After Wreck. 20 days, ladies and gentlemen. 20 days. That's like two and a half weeks, almost, almost three weeks. Almost three weeks after this derailment, all right? And now he's it says that he's being briefed on scene, so this is the uh, story behind that. And again, this is by Chris Pandolfo of Fox News. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg traveled to East Palestine, Ohio on Thursday to visit the site of the train derailment that spilled toxic chemicals into the environment. At the site, Buttigieg was briefed by transportation department's on-scene personnel. Later, he will meet with emergency emergency responders and members of the community in East Palestine and receive an update from the National Transportation Safety Board, the NTSB, investigation into the incident. The Transportation Secretary's visit coincides with the release of the NTSB's preliminary report, which will contain factual findings from the investigation into the Norfolk Southern derailment. About 50 rail cars, 50 rail cars, ladies and gentlemen, including 10 carrying toxic chemicals derailed on the evening of February 3rd in East Palestine, a small town on the Ohio-Pennsylvania border. Officials conducted a controlled release of vinyl chloride from some of the cars three days later to avoid an explosion, sending hydrogen chloride and phosgene into the air. Budigig, who waited for days before making public comments about the accident, vowed to hold Norfolk Southern accountable in a letter sent to the company's CEO, Alan Shaw, on Sunday. So <clears throat> he waited days before even making a public comment about that. And 20 days went by before he even showed up to the scene. This is a major derailment and this falls square on him because he is the secretary of the Department of Transportation. What in the world was he doing that he couldn't get away to get there and console these people and make sure that not only was this cleaned up adequately 
but that this would never happen again. What was he doing? He certainly wasn't doing his job because that is his job. Says He goes on to say this, this is the right time for Norfolk Southern to take a leadership position within the rail industry, shifting to a posture that focuses on supporting, not thwarting, efforts to raise the standard of U.S. rail safety regulation, Buttigieg wrote in a letter. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He wrote this into a letter to the uh, CEO and to the company, Norfolk Southern. Um, shouldn't that have been written from somebody to him? To him? Now, please don't misunderstand me, ladies and gentlemen. I am not in any way trying to say that Norfolk um, Southern, the rail, the rail company that owned this train and was responsible for that, that, that particular train and the tracks and all that stuff, that they shouldn't be held accountable. Of course they should. That was their train. And from what I understand, at least what the preliminary reports is that it, what happened was there was an, a wheel and an axle <clears throat> that it was reported um, earlier, maybe days or weeks earlier, that there could be a problem with that bearing in that axle and that should be replaced. And it never got replaced and never got looked and never got replaced beyond that. And it ended up overheating, causing all of this problem. That's what they're saying. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they're saying. So yes, if that's the truth, if that's really what happened, it's mechanical error in that sense that they knew about and that they were aware of, then certainly they need to be held accountable for it. So I'm not trying to get them off the hook. But at the same time, I'm not trying to get this hypocrite uh, Buttigieg off the hook either. Because how dare he? How dare he wait days, it says in this article, before even making a comment on it. And then 20 days before even showing up. He has no clue what's really going on unless he gets there and sees it for himself. He failed in his job. Because, again, if he was doing his job, maybe, just maybe, this never would have happened. I don't know what every, everything that goes on at the Department of Transportation, but hey, they're in charge of just that, the transportation. And this train was falls directly under his watchful eye, and he was too busy pushing his own personal agenda than doing his job. And now he's here trying to, I'm going to write a strongly worded letter to the CEO of Norfolk Southern. They must take, they must be held accountable. Well, so should you, Buttigieg. As a matter of fact, I'm calling you on this one and I'm saying you need to step down and resign. You failed. You failed this nation. You failed the people of East Palestine. You failed all the people of Ohio and Pennsylvania. You failed us all. 20 days to get there? I don't care where you are in the world. You should have been there. I don't, if you were in the North Pole, you could have been there in 24 hours. You should have been there the very next day or sooner. But you're too busy pushing your own personal agenda. You don't care about these people. You don't even care about your job. You just care about having an important position where you can push your filth and your nonsense. Well, this is disgusting and this is unacceptable. And the American people are not just going to lay down and let this happen, Buttigieg. So I'm asking you kindly and sweetly as I possibly know how, sit your butt down, resign today, today, before there's another problem and it takes you another 20 days to even show up. This is unacceptable, ladies and gentlemen. We need to let our voices be heard. We need to put our foot down and say enough is enough of these failed leaders that aren't really leaders. He talks about that, that Norfolk Southern 
and its CEO start taking better leadership in this. Well, maybe you should, Pete Buttigieg, maybe you should be the actual leader. Act like you're the actual secretary and leader of the Department of Transportation. Do your job. And what is your job right now? Sit down and go away. You have failed us all yet again. You have failed us all yet again. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't I, I don't understand how and why the American people uh, are not rising up even more and more and more and more. This is commonplace, especially with this present administration. When we see Joe Biden and he can't even put a sentence together and he stumbles around and he gets lost on stage and he's wandering around and the and the um, Secret Service has to go find him and get him and put him back on the on the walkway that he's supposed to be walking on and he makes silly comments he forgets where he's at he forgets what he's talking about he meets people like the pope and thinks that the pope is an actually an african-american baseball player when we see that type of thing well it's no wonder why we have people like pete Buttigieg in in these positions because of the guy at the top who puts them in the, these positions this is absolutely ridiculous and we need to stop putting up with it, ladies and gentlemen. We need to stop allowing these types of things in our country and in our nation. Now, in, the, in my last episode, I talked about how a Nina Turner, who is a Democrat, blasts the neoliberals, Joy Bear, for saying some foolish things, saying those people deserved it because they voted for Trump. And she talked about how the people there, what they really deserve is clean air, clean food, clean water. Totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. But people like Pete Buttigieg is not going to help them get it, okay? People like him are not going to help them get it. Joe Biden is not going to help them get it. Isn't it sad that Joe Biden, I don't even think Joe Biden's ever made it down there. And yet President Trump, President Trump made it down there, gave a speech, even paid for things out of his own pocket, handed out waters, and really did his best to console the people. But ladies and gentlemen, He's not acting president right now. So why is it that the, the uh, former president, Donald J. Trump, was more presidential than our present president? Why is it that he made it down there, made a point to be down there? He could have been on the golf course golfing. He could be somewhere vacationing in Europe or anywhere else in the world. But no, where was he? He was in East Palestine, Ohio, consoling the people and loving on the people and showing the people what a true president looks like. I'm telling you, you, you Democrats, you people who voted for Biden, you should be ashamed of yourself. Now, let me read. I see that my rant didn't take too long, so I'm going to read the, the other article that, again, was uh, same writer, at least the way it looks on there. Anyway, same writer, still Fox News, and it was published four and a half hours after that first article I just read to you. It says this, Ohio train derailment. Buttigieg admits he waited too long to publicly respond. A lot of people say, well, at least he admitted it. Wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen. Let's keep reading. Buttigieg says, now listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. Please listen to this. Listen to this. Just listen to this man's mentality in his own words. Buttigieg said he was trying to balance his roles and responsibilities as transportation secretary with his inner desire to speak out. That's the, the opening uh, line, subtitle, if you will, of this article. 
So let me start reading the article. It says, During a visit to the site of the Norfolk Southern train derailment near East Palestine, Ohio, on Thursday, a reporter asked Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg if he waited too long to express anything after the accident. <laughs> the answer to your question is yes, Buttigieg said. Now, wait a minute, ladies and gentlemen. Before you say, well, at least he admitted it. Wait a minute. You've got to understand this. And you've got to understand how these people think. It says, to, the, to answer your question is yes, Buttigieg said, acknowledging that letting a week and a half go by before tweeting about the train derailment was too long. He told reporters he had tried to balance his desire to get involved with the norm of the transportation secretaries, which is to permit the proper regulatory authorities to work without his interference. So, because he didn't want to interfere with the authorities on the ground that were taking care of things, which, by the way, he's the head of the Department of Transportation. It is his job. He should have been on the ground. But let me withhold my rant for just a moment. He said and acknowledged that letting a week and a half go by before tweeting about the train derailment was too long. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. What I don't even know what his his response was to it. Don't even care because this guy's a failure. No matter what he says, he failed. All right. But how does he acknowledge it? How does he address it? Not going to East Palestine and talking to the people firsthand. Not going to East Palestine and speaking to the workers. All right. Like on day one, he waits a week and a half and then tweets, puts out a little comment on Twitter about it. Social media. Ladies and gentlemen, I call that a complete failure. Dereliction of duty and a complete failure. And I'm going to quote Stephen He, who is a um, very funny, uh, oh, what do they call him now? Social in influencer on YouTube, whatever. He, he, um, he puts out this thing, these uh, funny little videos. And in one of them, he's talking about how his dad would, uh, how his dad would treat him, you know, and, and and he says this, you know, one language failure. So I'm going to, I'm going to quote Stephen He on this one. Pete Buttigieg, you know, one language failure, because that's all you've proven to us. You wait a week and a half and then you tweet. You put a little note on Twitter like that was okay. And this whole idea of balance his roles and responsibilities as transportation secretary with his inner desire to speak out. What in everything holy and sacred does that even mean? I have, I am so, what? Trying to balance his roles and responsibilities as transportation secretary with his inner desire to speak out? Pete, let me explain something to you, brah. This is the way it's supposed to work. Do your job. I don't care what your inner desires are or are not. Do your job, period. What is your job? When there's a major derailment with chemical spills and Americans are in harm's way, you get your butt there and console the people and look after the cleanup yourself. That's your job, to take care of the American people. You taking this new age godly gook, feel good, 
emotional response that's garbage with a capital G. And Stephen Heath, thank you for that. gig speaks one language, failure. He wanted to, he was trying to balance his roles and responsibilities as transportation secretary with his inner desire to speak out. My, oh Lord have mercy. Just do your job. Get off of Twitter and get your butt over there. Get on a plane. Hey, get on another train. Get on a bus. Rent a car. Don't really care. Just get your butt there. Not a week and a half later. Not 20 days later. You get there. You get there the next day. You get there as fast as you can. And you support the cleanup. You support the people. You reassure them. You listen to them. You hear their concerns and make sure that their concerns are being answered. You have failed the American people, Pete. Let me go on. So, let's see. He told reporters he had tried to balance. Okay, we read that norm. Oh, and I'm sorry. Back to this, which where he says he, he needed to permit the proper regulatory authorities to work out without his interference, without his interference, in a very real way, they all work for him because this falls right direct, directly on his shoulders as transportation secretary. So all of them, to some degree, work with him and for him. And I agree, sometimes you need to get out of their way, but you need to get there first to make sure what they're doing is correct, falling under the correct regulations, falling underneath the correct uh, cleanup and all of that. And you make sure everything's going well. You make sure the funding is there. You make sure the support is there from the federal government level. You make sure that everything is in place and going smoothly and well before you get out of their way and let them do it without your interference. What a failure. He goes on to say, I felt strongly about this and could have expressed that Sooner, the secretary continued, again, I was taking pains to respect the role that I have and the role that I don't have. But that should not have stopped me from weighing in about how I felt about what was happening in this community. Oh, you think? You failed. You again, you failed. You need to step down. You need to resign. You need to step down and you need to resign. And, and if you say, well, I need to take some time to figure out how to resign and write a letter. It's easy. Dear Mr. President, I resign. Signed, Pete Gudigig. If you want, I'll write it for you. I'll type it up for you and I'll mail it to you. I can make it super eloquent. I resign immediately. Come on, I'll help you. Just ask. I'll, I'll send it to you. No worries, no problems. I won't even charge you. Anyways. Following backlash, it says, on social media, the secretary tweeted that Department of Transportation personnel were on the scene at East Palestine within hours of the accident and that the National Transportation Safety Board, the NTSB, was investigating what happened. He has since provided updates on the ongoing work to clean up after the accident and traveled to Ohio on Thursday. Woohoo! I'm sure all the people were just so blessed because of that. So he traveled to Ohio on Thursday to tour the scene of the accident. 20 days. 20 days late. Buttigieg's trip coincided with the release of the NTSB's preliminary report detailing the factual findings of the investigation. The report indicated a hot axle was the cause of the accident and that the train crew was notified to slow and stop by an alarm system that detects overheated bearing. After the train stopped, the crew observed fire and smoke and notified the Cleveland East dispatcher of a possible 
possible derailment. With dispatcher authorization, the crew applied handbrakes to the two rail cars at the head of the train, uncoupled the head and locomotives, and moved the locomotives about one mile from the uncoupled rail cars, the NTSB wrote. Responders arrived at the derailment site and began responding. Uh, response efforts about 15,000 pounds listen to this ladies and gentlemen about 15,000 pounds of contaminated soil and 1.1 million gallons of contaminated water have been excavated from the site of the derailment Norfolk Southern said Monday dozens of rail cars including 11 remember Four hours earlier, they reported there was 10. Now there's 11 that were carrying toxic chemicals derailed as the train passed by the Ohio-Pennsylvania border. Officials conducted a controlled release of vinyl chloride three days after the derailment to avoid an explosion. Buttigieg called the preliminary, preliminary report an important step towards developing a policy solution to prevent another accident on this scale. Isn't it interesting that when politicians, which this guy basically is a politician, okay? When politicians, they just want policy. They want to be known for sitting down and coming up and, and rubber stamping another policy. Instead of getting their hands dirty, instead of actually getting down there and helping, instead of just making sure things are going the way they're supposed to be going, or that policies and rules and laws that we already have on the books are being implemented and adhered to, they just want to write another policy. I'm sure, Mr. Buttigieg, if, they, if you were to look hard enough, which you wouldn't even have to look that hard if you're actually doing your job, I'm sure that you can find that there's many policies, rules, and procedures already in place that weren't being followed, especially by you. So forget about writing another policy because you've already failed us. So why would we want you, a failure at his job, to try to come up with another policy to keep a failure from happening again? Instead, we want you, the American people, we want you, those who love our country and even appreciate and love the people of East Palestine, Ohio, we want you to step down, resign, and walk away. Turn it over. No, forget it. You don't have to do anything. Just walk away. Somebody will take it take up that place and do a much better job than you. Somebody will. Somebody will. Oh my goodness. Anyways, let me go on. While we will, of course, it goes on to say, while we will, of course, wait for their analysis and recommendations at the end of the full process to make certain judgments, we will not wait for that process to run its course, to con continue doing everything that we can to raise the bar on rail safety and to hold people accountable, Buttigieg said, calling on Congress to come to the table with legislative proposals. This was Fox News. Greg Norman and Paul Best contributed to this report. Chris Pandolfo is a writer for Fox News Digital. And uh, anyways, let me go back to this last little paragraph or comment. While we will, of course, wait for their analysis and recommendations at the end of the full process to make certain judgments, we will not wait for the process to run its course, to continue doing everything that we can to raise the bar on rail safety and to hold people accountable, Buttigieg said. He calls on Congress to come to the table with legislative proposal. 
I get, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know if you really paid attention to this, but li listen to this guy. This guy who failed, he took a week and a half to put a post or a note on Twitter about this. Nobody heard from the guy that was supposed to be down there on the ground making sure all of this was getting taken care of. Nobody heard from the secretary of the Department of Transportation for a week and a half. And when they finally did, it was a tweet on Twitter. All right. It takes him 20 days to actually get to the crash site. 20 days. So the people of East Palestine are waiting. They're holding their breath. They don't know what's going on. They are scared. They're, they're wondering, is the water safe to drink? Is the air safe to breathe? Are, are, are we safe to even live here? And it takes the guy who should have the answer. It takes him 20 days to even get there. Now, I want, I want you to understand this, ladies and gentlemen. Put yourself in the position of these people from East Palestine. Uh, let's say about a mile away from your home, you, I mean, you hear a big explosion. You don't know what's going on. You see smoke rising. You go to this, this site and you see 50 rail cars heaped up together, many of them on fire. Not really maybe at the time realizing that 11 of those rail cars were carrying toxic chemicals that were actually uh, spilled, spilling on some of them and burning, okay? And you're doing your best to try to figure out, are there people in that wreckage? Are they dead? Are they injured? Should we help? Should we not help? What is that smoke? What is that smell? What's going on? Is this dangerous? Is this not dangerous? And the guy that should show up literally within 24 hours to start consoling people and start making sure that the cleanup is going on and, and that, that those rails uh, or those uh, rail cars are starting to be extinguished and, and the toxic chemicals um, transported out safely and, and putting the people's heart and minds at rest, making sure that they do have clean water and clean food to eat and, and that the air is pure and to actually be down there with the EPA and the different agencies, making sure that the, the, the people of East Palestine are being taken care of as well as possible. He doesn't show up for 20 days. Do you know what can happen of 20 days of toxic chemical exposure? 20 days. Think about that for your children. Imagine you had a two-year-old, three-year-old, five-year-old, or a 15-year-old being exposed to toxic chemicals for 20 days before this guy shows up to, to, to console you or to let you know really what's fully happening. Remember, that's his job. And what does he do? He tweets, waits a week and a half and puts a tweet out there. Oh, my God. And then he has the nerve to say that they're going to hold people accountable. Well, I think we should hold him accountable for his inaction and his failure as a secretary of transportation. And now he's calling on Congress to come to the table with legislative proposals. Wait a minute, Pete. Um, little Petey, check this out, babe. I think that's your job. Now, I'm not saying Congress should not weigh in, but it's your job as the secretary of transportation to come up with some ideas on how to fix this. And the number one idea you need to work on is how you can fix yourself to get out there and do your actual job. That's what you should be working on right now. As a matter of fact, you should be working on your resume because we're calling for you to resign. You have failed the American people. You have failed the people of East Palestine, Ohio. You have failed the people of Ohio and Pennsylvania. You have failed all Americans in this. You have failed us all. You have failed us all. I don't blame you for the wreck, but I do blame you for taking a week and a half before tweeting about it. And you should never have tweeted about it. You should have been there the very next day. 
Within 24 hours, you should have been on the ground, boots on the ground. 20 days it took you to get there, you failed us all. And now you want to hold other people accountable? No, 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 no. That's no longer your job. That's no longer, if you actually did your job, then maybe I'd say, yeah, go hold them accountable. But now we're holding you accountable, Pete. PD, we're holding you accountable. PD, you need to step down. You need to resign. You need to go away and not be heard from for a very, very, very long time. You have failed us miserably, miserably. And we're not going to put up with it anymore. We're just not going to stand for it anymore. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to wrap this up. I wanted to read these uh, two articles in the in the first article in my very last podcast so you can see what's going on with this and the failure of our present um, government and this administration and the people that work for President Biden. Again, I said this in the last podcast, Biden, his administration, the people that work with him and for him, they are more concerned about pushing their agendas and I mean their social agendas, LGBT, homosexuality, uh, things of that nature, than they are actually doing the job that they were hired for, okay? President Biden was voted in, supposedly. I still don't think it was real, but nonetheless, he's in there. Supposedly voted in by the American people. Okay, I don't care who it is. There might be a fringe group that wants you to push that agenda, but you're there to make sure these things um first don't happen but if they do happen that the people in these areas are taken care of these spills are cleaned up the rail lines are are safe the uh, rail cars are safe and we have places and we have things in place to make sure these types of things don't happen what i don't understand now i'm i'm not a, a railway engineer or an expert on any level but what i don't understand is why are there trains full of toxic chemicals going through heavy populated areas? And if, if, if anybody comes along and says, well, that's only because that's where the train tracks go. Okay, 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 whatever. Then maybe we should lay some new track that goes away from populated areas as much as possible and around big cities or around even small cities as much as possible. And maybe, just maybe, when, when going on the tracks on trains that can derail. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, as I said in my last podcast and, and one of my earlier podcasts, when you do when you when you just research this, you find out that seventeen hundred and four on average trail derailments, train derailments, not trail, train derailments in the United States of America every year. Seventeen hundred and four. Now granted not all of them are carrying toxic chemicals, but Many of them are. Many of those trains and those derailments are carrying some form of toxic chemicals that if spilled can really make a lot of people sick. I'm wondering why. Why are there so many trains? If And, and, and in this case, there was 50, from what I understand, 50 cars, train cars that came off the track, 11 of them carrying toxic chemicals um and then you'll hear of another train that derails 20 20 you know 20 uh, cars derail one of them carrying toxic chemicals why is it spread out so much like that personally i would rather have a whole train full of it and you say no 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 because if it does derail that's too much then 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 what we need to do is make sure that those those are the top-notch trains if they're going to carry the best trains in the world on the best track in the world and every protocol and every safety protocol is in place because somebody somewhere failed 
Now, was it the train company? I certainly know Pete Buttigieg failed to do his job after it. Was it the train company, uh, their failure? I believe it was. I believe it was because I re read in another article that some uh, workers for that um, rail company actually said, hey, you know, there, there might be some problems with that bearing axle right there. Maybe we should check it out. Maybe we should fix it. And it never got fixed. And if, if, if that's the truth, somebody is in big trouble and should be in big trouble, you know, and I'm not against that. Yeah, people need to be held account accountable, but it's not Pete Buttigieg's job to do that anymore because he needs, his job is to just go away so that somebody who actually knows what they're doing and will actually do the job can take his place. Same thing with our president. It's it Right now, President Biden's job is to do one thing. Just go away. Just go away. Walk away. Just walk away and give that job over to somebody that can actually do the job. And I know many people say, no, 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 because then we're stuck with Kamala Harris. Well, I agree. The laughing hyena. You know, come on, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I, 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 every time I'm faced with something like this and every time I think about it and every time I, I think about where this nation is right now, because of this administration, I get frustrated with the administration. But who I get frustrated with, with more is you people that voted for this. I mean, this should not come as a surprise to any American. None of this, none of this, Pete Buttigieg, uh, Biden, and the way he fumbles around and doesn't even know which way is up, the way Kamala Harris just passes everything. She, Do you know she babbles just as much as uh, Biden? She's a little bit more coherent. You can at least understand what she's saying, the words, but you can't understand what she really means because it's incoherent, and then it's usually mixed with a bunch of hyena cackling. And I'm not trying to be uh, in any way you know, oh, you're just you're just being harsh. You're just being a jerk. You're just being partisan. No, I'm just telling you the truth. Go back and listen to some of her quotes. Read some of her quotes. Watch her. And, and, and she doesn't know how to do the job. She gets backed into corners very easily. And when she is, she starts cackling like a hyena. I mean, it's really, it, it's strange. It's really strange. You know, and then another guy that worked with Biden was that dude, that bald-headed dude that, you know, with the pencil-thin mustache, bright red lipstick and women's clothes. And then he, he had to finally take a walk. Why? Because he got caught stealing women's luggage. Now, when I first heard the report, I'm thinking he was stealing like empty luggage out of, you know, uh, like women's luggage out of like luggage stores or something like that. No, he would find a woman with luggage and go steal her luggage full of women's clothes. Now, I haven't had time to really look into this, so I, I want to be careful with this because I don't want to spread a lie or a rumor or anything false. Um, but I only bring this up just because uh, I can believe it, just because of these types of things that are happening. But supposedly there was a woman who was a designer, and um, her her luggage got stolen. And then she said, I thought it was uh, you know strange when I saw this 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 guy, this bald guy dressed like a woman um, on social media or somewhere out there wearing one of her creations. So he, she realized that dude stole my uh, my suitcase with my clothes. And now he's parading around in it. And these are the types of people. And that guy had nuclear um, clearance for nuclear materials. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not really sure what happened to this young man's brain, his mind, his soul, his heart. But I'm almost positive that he was playing with the nuclear material and it affected him somehow or something. That's not normal. And that seems to be everybody in this administration. Not just some of them, every one of them. They're not doing the jobs that they were hired for, but they're they're pushing a strange, just weird 
convoluted, sick agenda on the American people and then trying to pass it off like it's okay and everybody there is okay. No, they're not. I'm just, and I, I, I'm really, some of them I'm just really angry with, for the, like Pete Buttigieg, just obvious. He, he deserves to be gone, fired, okay? And, but honestly, you could round up pretty much everybody in the Biden administration and at best, they should all be on medication. Some of them need to be in a home where they could be looked after and cared for by other people because they don't have enough sense to be even able to take care of themselves. I'm just being honest. This is just the honest truth. And here's the worst part of it. Many of you listening to this podcast voted for this circus. Yeah, you voted for this circus. So what does that make you? I mean, really, what does that make you? You're the real problem in this whole thing. We point at Biden. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's an embarrassment. No, the people that voted for him are that greater embarrassment. You've, you Look at this guy who was going around stealing women's luggage and then wearing their clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of strange. That's weird, too. No, it's really strange and weird that you voted for this. Pete Buttigieg not even doing his job, but pushing a homosexual agenda as the secretary of, of um, transportation, not even doing his real job as secretary of transportation and you voted for that that might not have been an elected position but you voted for the very person that put him in there we have a president and a vice president really aren't in control of anything because they don't know how to be they can't be they're not even smart enough to be so somebody's pulling their strings somewhere and we all know that and and you democrats you 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 democrat voters you voted for that you are the reason we're dealing with this you're the reason why gas prices are so high, why while nat natural gas and heating oils and gas are so high and people can't afford it. Do you know the, that our um, heating gas, our natural gas bills have somewhat quadrupled here? And now people, I'm, I was just told the other day by several people that it's freezing in their house because they can't afford to turn on their heaters. Yeah, Democrats, you voted for that. That falls directly on your shoulders. You're the real problem here. That's just the truth. And I know you guys are going to argue and try to find a way out, but that's what people do. They find excuses for their failures and try to push it on anybody else. But the reality, you cannot. You can't. Because those of us who understand this and are at least honest enough and humble enough to realize what's really going on, we know, hands down, 100%, where the real problem lies, and it's with the Democrat voter. I said it in my last podcast. I said it in many podcast episodes. And many of you claim to be Christian or Catholic. And there's Catholic priests out there, and there's finally some pastors other than myself that are rising up and say, you cannot, you cannot be a Christian and a Democrat or be a Christian or I'm sorry, a Catholic and a Democrat, because the very word of God commands us to stay away from the very things that the Democrat party pushes. And so here's somebody, they might go to church every Sunday, hallelujah, praise Jesus, do the sacraments, uh, take communion, whatever it is. And then they go to the voting box and vote for the Antichrist and the Antichrist system. Some of you say, well, that's kind of harsh. It's just the truth. It's the reality. It's the reality. They push such a wicked agenda, a wicked agenda that you guys vote for. Honestly, every Democrat voter should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. Absolutely ashamed of themselves. In my opinion, and again, it's not really my opinion. I just say that because I'm the one speaking. 
Um, but this is just the truth and reality. The Democrat Party are traitors to the United States of America. The Democrat voters are complicit in that as well. Traitors. Traitors to the United States of America. Our founding fathers, our founding documents, our founding realities, our founding truth, our, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights. Traitors. Oh, but you'll just happily go do it because we don't like Trump. You know, isn't it funny? Check this out, ladies and gentlemen. And I will close with this. Many people didn't want to vote for Donald Trump because they didn't like his mean tweets. I wonder how many people are still going to support Pete Buttigieg for his failure to communicate in this tragedy. And when he finally did, it was through a tweet. Huh. So we'll see how many people are truly honest, honest with that. Because all the people who said they didn't like Trump because of his mean tweets, well, you better show that same, that same kind of uh, 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 mind and heart and support or lack thereof to Pete Buttigieg. Walk away. Thank you again for joining us at Table Flippers. Please check out our merchandise. We have hats, hoodies, water bottles, all kinds of cool things. You can find all of the, our merchandise at tableflippers.com. That's tableflippers.com. And please write me. Please let me know how I'm doing. Write me at gwccrobert. That's one word, gwccrobert at gmail.com. Give me the good letters. Give me the bad letters. Tell me the great things I'm doing. Tell me the bad things I'm doing. I want to hear it all. Have a great day.